everybody. My name is Veronica. My name is Anastasia. And I'm Lilith. And you are listening to the Hey Podcast. Welcome to our first episode, How Gen Z Has Rediscovered Plastic Pollution. We are so excited for today's episode. We will focus on the topic of plastic pollution on national and international levels, as well as how special guest speakers, Michelle and Jeremy Michoa from Kenya. Now, Veronica, I would like to discuss the current situation we find ourselves in. And by we, I'm talking about the entire planet in general. As we may all know, plastic is all around us, whether it be our items, clothes, and even food. And although some people may not realize it, it has also become part of our environments. Between 1950 and 2019, over 10.1 billion tons of plastic were produced. And of all this plastic, only 3.1 billion tons were recycled. Whilst the other 7.9 billion tons of trash are sitting in landfills and our environments. As such, little microplastics are able to get into our soil and water. And the scary part is that these microplastics are full of known and unknown chemicals, which surround each of our daily life parts. Yeah, and that is so crazy and yet so important to tell everybody because the plastic pollution crisis does not only impact the world in general, but countries in specific. For example, Canada. So on average, Canadians discard 3 million tons of plastic waste annually, and only 9% of which is recycled, meaning the vast majority of plastics end up in landfills or are incinerated and about 29,000 tons find their way into our natural environments. And the Canadian government signed key international agreements that prevent Canada from directly shipping their waste that cannot be recycled to developing countries. However, the agreement between Canada and the United States allows free trade of plastic waste between the uh, two countries, which makes Canada a vulnerable and easy destination for plastic waste from the United States. However, a positive step forward was uh, recently taken, and it was that the Canadian government published the listing of plastic manufactured items under the Canadian Environmental Protection Act. And this provides the federal government with the jurisdiction to regulate plastics. And I'd also like to add um, an interesting event that just occurred. Major plastic manufacturers are suing the Canadian government, accusing it of taking action against plastic pollution. And these three uh, companies make up almost all of the plastic that is made in Canada. And they are Nova Chemicals, Doe, and Imperial Oil. And they are the ones who led the coalition that filed the lawsuit against the federal government in mid-May. And they insist on the merits of their product while accusing others, namely consumers and municipal waste management systems of destroying the environment with plastic. Can you imagine that? Yeah, but I would also like to inform you about the plastic situation in Germany, which is the largest plastic producer and consumer in the EU. A lot of people think that Germany is doing pretty good in terms of plastic management because we have a good take back system for plastic bottles and people think that everything is okay and going to be recycled. But that is a myth. In fact, our, our recycling system is not very good. Only around 15% of the used plastic are being used for recycling. And for some products also virgin material has to be added. 
That means that in Germany, only 2.8% of the plastic is actually recycled. But what happens with the collected, pla collected plastic then? A lot of it is being shipped to Malaysia or in the Netherlands from where it is then shipped to other countries with probably less waste management capacities. Yes, and it's very important. And while on top of plastic pollution, we have our special guests coming in. They will be here any second now. It is Jeremy and Michelle Michilwa from Kenya. Hopefully they will, oh, here they are coming up. Jeremy and Michelle, and they're from Kenya from Bring Back uh, Lake Victoria. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for coming. We are so happy you could join us. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, sure. It's nice to meet you guys. So we can just jump into our questions right away if you're okay with that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So first question is, what is happening to Lake Victoria? And can you tell us more about your campaign? Yeah, sure thing. So Lake Victoria is basically the second largest water body in the world. And I can tell you that when I was growing up, the lake was actually really clean. I mean, I got to splash in clear water and play on pristine beaches. But what happened is as I've been growing up, the lake has been getting more and more polluted. And it started with chemical pollution, the destruction of wetlands. But now plastic pollution is coming in and it's acting as a dying blow. So what's basically happening is Lake Victoria is dying and what we are trying to do with our campaign is stop that from happening so bring back lake victoria's vision is a plastic free lake victoria we want to restore lake victoria to its pristine condition and our mission is to eradicate plastic pollution and basically our campaign is supposed to be something where we're not just going to deal with plastic pollution and call it a day we're going to systematically work towards taking out all these all these challenges and stopping all the pollution that is killing lake victoria yeah, our second question is because we were wondering what got you started with your work. Um, what got us started was when we joined the Ocean Heroes Bootcamp. There we got inspired to start a campaign because at first we felt helpless. And the first time we noticed plastic pollution was in 2018 when we were running to the beach with our cousins having fun and all. Then we just saw the lake was totally covered in plastic and it was green at the time. And that was horrifying as you can imagine, especially since we remembered how pristine and clean it used to be. But after joining the boot camp, we sort of, it was like a light shed upon us that we actually had the power to create change. We didn't need to wait to become old or anything. And at first, our idea was to create a recycling plant because we thought the only problem was lack of proper waste management. But we came to learn it's not only that, it's that people are not aware that the lake is dying and that is how some fish species are going extinct. They're not aware about how severe the pollution is and everything. So now for the first phase of our campaign, we have decided to go with cre creation of awareness. Thank you, that was very interesting. We're also wondering, how can you create informed action plans to manage the plastic waste? Like, for example, what data is needed? Or how do you plan on measuring your progress? Yeah, definitely. So the interesting thing is, I think that you don't realize just how big or how 
severe a problem is until you start trying to solve it. And because of that, um, if you're looking at a problem from the outside, it becomes really hard to create proper solutions and proper action plans. So, you know, for us, basically what we've been working towards doing all this time, we've been running our campaign. It's been running for almost a year now. We've been trying to understand the problem of plastic pollution and we've been learning more and we've been learning new things every day. So in terms of informed action plans, I'd say that the best thing to do if you want to work towards solving a problem is to just begin. And then what you need to do is keep an open mind as you're working towards it and create this thing where you can have a plan at the beginning, but as you're working on solving this problem, you allow that plan to change. So for Bring Back Lake Victoria, what we've been doing is we started out wanting to create the recycling plant, as Jeremy mentioned. And then when we realized that you can't create a recycling plant, you can't start solving a problem if the very people that it is affecting and the very people that are causing it are unaware. That's when we began to switch to awareness. So now basically what we're doing is we're looking at a systematic solving of the problem where we begin with creating awareness and then as we are creating awareness we are also creating ways to get the data that we need because there's very little data on plastic pollution in Lake Victoria so it's really hard to truly understand the problem and to measure progress when you don't know what the problem is you don't know exactly where this plastic is coming from you don't know how it's ending up in the lake so what we are doing is we've started out with awareness then as we are doing that we're also doing cleanups to collect data of this plastic waste and we are building an app to figure out how we can use citizen science to actually get people to help us collect data on this plastic. So in building action plans, I'd say just don't worry about don't worry about how perfect it is at the beginning. Start solving the problem and then work on it as you go. And you'll notice that even, and you'll notice at some point and you'll just realize that you're actually working on it in a rather phased way. And what is like the Kenyan uh, government doing with this issue? Are there any regulations and environmental laws or um, policies in place? And currently so far they have put in one of the world's harshest plastic bans, but it's really not helping all too much because they didn't create awareness. So the public are viewing it as this ban is not to help anyone, it's just to make our lives harder which has created smuggling plastic. And this isn't helping at all. It has helped in some senses because now not as many people are using it. Some will follow the law, but just so they're not caught by the cops or anything. But most of them just continue smuggling it. So we think that if they had started by creating awareness and informing the people, they'd have the public on their side, which would have made the ban more effective. And they've also put in a ban, which means you're not allowed to carry plastic into national parks and nature reserves. Well, yeah, for sure. That's really important. And awareness, as you said, is key. Um, and I think, Michelle, in an interview you once said, and I quote, I never thought that it would be possible to actually bring together the community, government, NGOs, and private companies to bring back Lake Victoria. So how are you planning to achieve this? And How's it going so far? 
Yeah, well, it's actually going great. The interesting thing is, I was saying that about the support we received from our campaign from, you know, the private sector, our community and the government. And basically what we realize and what we are working towards doing right now is creating a network of people working towards bringing back Lake Victoria because in Kisumu, you'll have multiple environmentalists all caring about the same issue, but they're not communicating. They're working in their own spaces. So what we are trying to do is we are trying to see, can we bring the government into the discussion and can we bring all these environment environmentalists together and can we bring in the communities that are being affected by this problem the most and can we bring in the private sector that includes some of the largest polluters and get these people to start talking so that we can create solutions together and so far it's been working really wonderfully because when we are doing cleanups we actually invite all these people and we realize that we don't want to take in this stance of we're going to be fighting you and we don't want to point fingers and say this is your fault because sometimes you'll notice that some of these leaders don't actually realize what their impact is so what we've been doing is we've been inviting some large polluters like coca-cola to our cleanups and then you know they get to see the plastic because when we are pulling it out of the lake they can't say that that bottle isn't a coca-cola bottle because they recognize it and once they see that problem then we, they can sit down with the community and the government and start thinking what do we need and why is this ending up in the lake do we need to start working on re refill systems so that we can move away from bottles and do we need to start working on putting in better systems to manage the waste so that it's not ending up in the lake so yeah that's basically how it's going so far we're just bringing these people together to figure out like how to solve this problem because we realize that when people are actually communicating then things become way more efficient and it becomes way easier to solve the problem in the long term as we may all know bringing awareness and educating others is quite important when we're talking about any issue so we were wondering, how do you plan on educating your community about the current plastic crisis in Lake Victoria and Kenya in general, as well as possibly maybe you can share some information about your app that you had mentioned previously? Yeah, sure. So I'll let Jeremy talk about the app. <laughs> so in terms of educating our community and creating awareness we just we basically just started talking about plastic pollution everywhere we go and everything we do i talk about it to my teachers in class i talk about it to my friends we talk about it when we go to the market we talk about it in supermarkets because once you realize the problem you when you see plastic somewhere you can't ignore it and not say that this is actually because of the plastic pollution problem so that's more that's basically how we're educating people you know just spreading the message and trying to start a conversation within kisumu and so far it's been working because we're seeing more and more people talking about plastic pollution more and more people relating it to the dwindling fish stocks and now that we've created that conversation now what we are trying to do is to show people now what do we need to do to solve this problem and one of the ways we are doing that is we are hosting the nam lolwe youth summit in August. It's on August 28th. And this is basically to bring young people from around the Lake Basin, as well as scientists from around the Lake Basin and some international youth leaders. And you want to sit down and talk about not only the state of the lake, but how can you create change once you realize there's a problem? Because you can't keep talking about a problem without actually showing people and empowering them and telling them that, yes, this problem exists, but there is a way you can solve it and you can solve it in your community. And if I'm solving it in my community and you're solving it in your community then soon enough we'll have 
the whole of Lake Victoria getting cleaner and less and less plastic ending up in there because we're all working towards actually eradicating plastic pollution. And this summit will also involve the government leaders because we want them to realize that this plastic is actually affecting our future. I mean, young uh, young people, local people around the lake are not eating as much fish as uh, the government leaders, the people in government now ate when they were kids. So I think they also need to realize that to some extent they have failed. <laughs> oh, that's such a cute card. Yeah, they need to realize that they actually, to some extent, have failed. And then once you realize that now, how do we solve the problem and how do we make sure that your generation and future generations are going to be able to enjoy the lake the way we did as we were kids? Mm-hmm, for sure, that is bringing everybody together. That's just so amazing, really. I think it will. Um, do a lot of good and like actually a, a positive step forward for sure. Yeah, that's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. Thanks. And, oh, and about the app. Oh yeah, for sure. About mm-hmm. yeah. and about the app. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I'm interrupting. Yep. So for the app, we first got the idea at, at one of our cleanups because currently the system we're using to record the data is papers and pencils, but this isn't really efficient because you're going to end up rubbing and redoing a lot of things and it takes a lot of papers and you're saving the lake, but now you're affecting trees. So then now in one of our discussions with our mentor, we agreed it would be best if we would create an app which would make it easy for anyone anywhere around the lake to to get the data on plastic pollution. And this would also make it more efficient because individuals would also be able to get data on it. So the way the app is supposed to work is it's supposed to have features that direct you to the most polluted beaches, that direct you to recycling centers as well. Because currently after cleanups, the trash is mostly just taken to garbage dumps, which isn't really helping cause some of the trash comes from the garbage dumps in the first place so they're just going to go there and end up in the lake again but if what can be recycled is getting recycled this is making sure it's ending up in the system again for a longer time which would mean it would have a less likely possibility of ending up in the lake and other than that it's also supposed to be able to record data in two ways so because we were considering two types of phones high-end smartphones and low-end smartphones some people may not have proper proper cameras so they'll be able to use the tap mechanism where you input the brand and the number then again there's the camera recognition now all you have to do is point the camera at a piece of plastic and it will recognize it for you take a photo target and store store it on one of our servers and it will also put on a geotag so we know where this plastic is coming from. And other than that, we decided to make the app as simple as it can be so anyone can use it. We At first, we wanted to put in a lot of features, but now what we are working on is putting in the most important ones and making them so that even the layman can use them. Because it wouldn't be fair if only the experienced techies are using it. Plus, it would, it would basically defeat the purpose of creating it in the first place if the community isn't able to use it. Mm-hmm. For sure, yes. Uh, and when is uh, when are you planning on launching the app? Like uh, making it public? Hopefully we plan on releasing it in January 2021. Oh wow, that's really soon, nice. Well, we are excited for it. And 
Uh, Michelle, you also uh, mentioned the summit. Uh, when are you uh, planning on hosting it again? The summit is going to be on August 28th of uh -huh. this year. And it's basically open to all young people living around East Africa, 13, mm. to 13 years to 21 years. Oh, nice. And is there a way um, people from outside can like look at it or is there going to be like a way to listen to the discussions or just um, like a, I don't know, video recording or somehow that we can also just see what, what is going on and how, what are the point of views? Yeah, definitely. So we want to make it a hybrid in person and virtual summit. So we are going. We, we people from outside are going to be able to register if they want to watch virtually, and mm -hmm. we're going to stream it live on Facebook and YouTube. And um, could you just say what your like uh, Facebook or YouTube like username is so that people can uh, join and find you? So Facebook is just Michelle Muchelwa, and mm -hmm. on YouTube, of course, we're going to create our own YouTube page for Bring Back Lake Victoria. But my YouTube currently is Michelle Muchelwa. So we are going to be we are going to be posting updates on the summit on our official Instagram page at Bring underscore Back underscore Lake underscore Victoria. So if you want to learn more about the summit, if you want updates, you can definitely follow us there. Mm -hmm. I think that would be amazing. Thank you so much for sharing this and. Uh, we also want to add that there are different, as you said, solutions to the plastic pollution crisis. And predominantly, it is important to raise awareness as this is the fundamental principle for any change, right? And what you are doing, and this is what you are doing right now, and what we are also striving to do. And, and as you mentioned, this can be done at community, national, or even international levels. So... We were wondering, how do you suggest that others change their outlook on plastic pollution? Yeah, sure. So the most interesting thing about plastic pollution is when you begin, you'll always think that the solution is recycling. But I think solving plastic pollution includes needs to actually it's a phase solution, basically. So the reason we started off with awareness is because we realized that you can't solve an issue if people don't care, because people are the ones that are going to create the change. They're the ones that are going to change their behavior. They're going to get the government to change, and they're going to get companies to change. So in looking at plastic pollution as your beginning, I think it would involve first of all, realizing that it's actually intertwined with other social justice issues, and then also realizing that the very the mindset we have where we use things and we dispose of them and we believe that it's okay to have this linear economy is wrong so in solving plastic solving plastic pollution actually involves a change in mindset so what we are trying to advocate for with bring back lake victoria is saying we are not saying that take away recycling completely but what we are saying is it's not going to be a long-term solution so you start off with creating awareness and then you start putting in waste management systems as you work on transitioning to a zero waste economy because clearly the linear economy is not meant is not going to work here on earth because when you look at nature even nature's economy is circular and i think that's how everyone needs to look at plastic pollution like it intertwines with multiple issues and then it's also a result of our disposable mindset so to truly solve the issue of plastic pollution we need to change our mindset from 
this linear economy thing that we've been, that we are doing right now to a circular economy thing where we are trying to make sure that nothing is getting wasted and i think jeremy has a note on that as well okay and for me i think the best way to change our our outlook on plastic for now would be to try and move forward from recycling and to try and focus on management for right now because the reason we are getting solutions but most of them are not permanent is because we are rushing it too much and when it's rushed it's not going to come out properly so if we can focus on management for now and try to get proper solutions out long lasting solutions that would work better than trying to rush things and getting something out that's not going to last long and may turn into the next problem because what we are forgetting is plastic was once a solution but now we have to move forward from it we can't keep on the same track forever awesome thank you for sharing your opinion with us on this issue so now i'd like to invite all of us for a discussion period where we decide what can we do i suggest all of us Whoever wants to go first can share their opinions and have a quick discussion on what you suggest we can do to help stop the global plastic pollution crisis. Does anyone want to go first? Or if you want, I can start out. Michelle, yeah, Jeremy, do you want to go yeah. or no? Uh, you can start out. Okay, well, I guess one of my solutions that I've been trying to implement in my life, which I think many people can implement as theirs, is reusing, which is part of reuse, reuse, recycle. But on reusing, I want to stop people from buying into from buying more plastic. Instead, buying second use, so secondhand. For example, if you're buying toys, books, and even clothes, all of them contain plastic. So it's much better to buy secondhand plastic, which was already produced, instead of buying into new plastic, which is out on the market. So one of my suggestions is for people to start buying secondhand or reusing stuff they already have in their house. So Veronica, what would you yeah, suggest? Sure. I can do my part. So I think that also uh, raising awareness, as Michelle and Jeremy said, and this can take several forms and it can be political involvement, meaning that you could write letters to your members of parliament or politicians uh, with specific demands regarding the current and future regulations and legislations on plastic production, usage, import and export in your country. And then it is also organizing campaigns and such as bring back um, like Victoria and even Hey Youth. So this uh, can take the form of social media awareness, which is extremely important and hosting events for your family, community, and where you would inform them about the crisis and about the necessity to use less plastic in, um, in their lives. And also joining NGOs that specifically focus on combating plastic, the plastic pollution crisis can help um, stop, stop or limit the exposure of plastic pollution in our environment. And uh, how about uh, Michelle and Jeremy? You guys go ahead. Yeah, so <laughs> I think I'll let Jeremy go first. Okay, awesome. My suggestion is to try and focus more on buying alternatives to plastic because some forms of plastic are not necessarily like takeaway and there are obvious other ways of doing things. And for example, rather than getting a plastic bottle, you could try get a metal bottle, which is likely going to last longer. And in the long run, it's also going to be cheaper, cheaper if you go for other alternatives. 
Yeah, and <laughs> my tip actually would relate to Jeremy's. I think one of the most important things you can do is actually learn more about the issue, even as you're beginning to create individual change and everyone is following all of your tips because you guys have great tips. I'd say, like, learn more about the issue and, you know, you can start thinking about solutions on your own as you learn about it. So it's really important to do your research and to try and understand, like, how did this issue come up? Who is it affecting? And are the solutions that we are proposing right now long-term solutions? And then once you understand that, you can begin using your voice. And even as you learn more, you can begin using your voice. And another thing I'd suggest is um, ditch, trying to ditch um, the single-use plastic would be to try and learn to make your own stuff at home. Like, I know that I've had a lot of fun learning how to make liquid soap with my mom, and it reduces the need for liquid soap plastic bottles. So, you know, when you have time, there are a lot of tutorials on YouTube. You could just learn how to maybe make your own stuff. Like, can I make my own soap? Or can I make my own liquid soap? Can I make my own shampoo? And I think it's healthier for your body because when you know what's going in there and when you know what your body needs it's less likely for you to get allergies and everything so yeah those are my tips oh yeah my suggestion probably i think you all have great ideas and i am i'm um i just add like i don't know ask your teacher in school if you could um just do one or two days where you just focus on um, recycling or a plastic or just um, plastic pollution crisis in general. Um, so that is not only um, educating yourself, um, but also educating everyone else in the class. So that could also be like an idea to just ask the teacher, ask your principal if you could do like um, in school a week where you just focus on recycling and environment um that would be like a suggestion of mine um yeah and i think it was really a great discussion i mean there were amazing ideas yes and well this is all our time for today thank you so much michelle and jeremy uh for joining us and what you do is truly incredible and outstanding you have inspired us and our listeners to stand up and make a real difference and change so again thank you very much for joining us and for sharing your amazing journey to bring back lake victoria and we wish you all the best of luck with your work and we just can't wait to see the app and uh, join in on the summit and listen to the incredible discussions. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. It was really awesome. And I loved the discussion and discussing plastic pollution with you guys. We would also like to thank our listeners who had joined us today and listened to our discussion on the global pollution crisis. Listen to our Q&A with Jeremy and Michelle, who are again from Bing Back Lake Victoria. And we'd like to suggest, we'd love to have you join us for our next podcast, all our listeners. So hopefully you tune in, learn more about other issues. Yep. So thank you, everybody. And uh, have a nice day and hopefully see you soon. Yep. Okay. Bye.